Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. And welcome back to This Is Gonna Sound Weird. I am one of your hosts, Sydney. I'm your other host, Taylor. And each week we cover a different topic about all things true crime, paranormal, and everything in between. Taylor, what's our theme for this week? This week, our theme is Dumb Criminals. Dumb Criminals. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) it. Uh, If you missed us last week, apologies. Sydney had a procedure. (laughs) Yes, if you uh, are new to the podcast, my voice, uh, you know, isn't always this annoying. I mean, it is fairly annoying, but it's not this type of annoying that it is right now. Um, And if you are not new to the podcast, you will know that I have had throat issues um, (laughs) a couple for several months now. And so, you know, we finally just decided, hey, let's just take those tonsils out. You don't need them. Uh, and, uh, you know, you would think that eating ice cream for a week straight would be great. It's fucking tough. It's, it is tough, y'all. Um, a fun, a fun fact, uh, you swallow five times a minute and every single time you swallow, it does hurt. It does. Um, I was popping Tylenol and Advil on a three hour rotation. And if you're a doctor, listening to this i know that's bad but i just needed to i just needed to survive i was withering away some days i just drank chicken broth a side note i'm ready for bikini season i was gonna say you probably lost hella weight uh me over here i cannot say the same for myself i've been eating i've been treating myself my birthday you know was this week so i've been treating myself in the weeks leading up and I will continue to do so the le- the weeks leading out. Yeah, I mean, my birthday was the week before I got my procedure, and I was eating hella, so... And I, and I, I purposely, I ate all the things that I wasn't going to be able to eat, and I miss chips and salsa. I hope they miss me, too. You know, um, I miss partially what you said, Oh, and I'm not sure if I can hear you right now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, well, I took one of my headphones out and I got these shit-ass headphones. Anyways, uh, yes. I hope your throat gets better and better as the weeks go on. You know? Drink some, I, ad- I you cer- know. I certainly hope that that is what's going to happen. Because if I, if it gets any worse, I'm probably just going to. In both this podcast and my life. Thank you. Just go, uh, yeah, go out with a bang. I don't know how you want to go out, but do it good. Don't do it withering away from chicken broth. (laughs) Yeah, I'll come up with something real, real fiery, a lot of pizzazz for the pod, for you listeners. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds good. That would, that would be good. And I'll tell your story, uh. What's your goal? I promise. Wow, I really appreciate that. A true friend. True. You know, some say a true friend, you know, is someone that you, yeah, bails you out of jail, 
but a bestest (laughs) friend is the one that tells your story on a podcast for clout after your death and maybe tries to monetize it uh you know a reasonable time following the death yeah i think um one month for every year that we knew each other so after about six months i think just (laughs) you know go ahead and just tear me to filth all right thank you thank you for your blessing you heard it here folks um but okay i go first this week right i'm feeling a little rusty i don't know why i feel like we haven't recorded in like forever uh but that's how i feel i did these notes i swear like two plus weeks ago because i i was trying to get on top of my shit um and then turns out i didn't even have to be on top of my shit no you did not and i had you know what folks i had every intention of trying to record last week but if you think my voice sounds bad now you should have heard me last week it was just a whisper and every time i swallowed i did i did cry yeah, we record on Wednesdays. This is a little background. We record on Wednesdays. And I asked Cindy, I was like, hey, you going to record this week? She was like, N- you know, probably Thursday. And then I think Thursday came around. And I was like, you know, I don't want to, you know, strain you or nothing. And I ain't seen her and I ain't talked to her. So I didn't know how she was doing. Well, I did see her on Thursday because I had to take her a little jacket. Uh, and then when I saw her, uh, she could barely talk. She was whispering like this. But even more, it was like. And I was like, girl, and she really thought, she really thought she may be able to record that Thursday. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how. I do not know how. I was hoping, you know, maybe I was going to learn Morris code and maybe I could just kind of like tap the speaker. <laughs> yeah. And you listeners at home could maybe translate it. But that, yeah. that didn't happen. So here we are a week later, perhaps a week stronger. Yeah. Okay, so I'm doing dumb criminals. We're both doing dumb criminals. Uh, I decided to do a couple smaller stories, um, you know, just because I wanted to spread. I wanted to spread my wings a little. So these are my sources: mm-hmm. BBC.com, uh, BBC.com. It was I used two different articles on BBC.com. But I don't want to say one of them because it kind of goes away. But the other one was BBC.com. 13 of the World's Most Stupid Criminals by Emma Ailes. MyBankTracker.com. Six Dumbest Bank Robberies of All Time by Zach Ehrlich. CNN.com. An article by Gabriel or Gabriel Falcon. I can't say names today, I swear. And WFLA.com. okay. That's me literally every single (laughs) week. We record. Uh, Yes, yeah, so WFLA.com, Eight Crazy Florida Stories of 2021 by Daisy Ruth, and WLBT.com, an article by Thomas Brown. Also, I am drinking Pinot Noir today, so maybe I'll just get all sorts of messed up. Probably not, but uh, this one I'm drinking is pretty good. I, I don't know the name of it. I think it's actually called Love Noir. Got it at Harris Teeter. It was also... Not sponsored. No. Okay. Yet. Not sponsored by the Pinot Noir wine group. (laughs) Okay. Picture it. It's 2012. You wake up after a crazy night out and there's a penguin in your apartment. What do you do now? Well, this is what Rice or Reese, it's spelled R-H-Y-S. 
So that could be Reese. Owens and Carrie Mules woke up to one morning in Australia in 2012. The couple was from Wales and they were visiting Australia when this happened. Apparently, the night before, the couple had gotten quite drunk at a beach party and they decided it would be a good idea to break into SeaWorld on Queensland's Gold Coast. So when they broke in, what they first decided to do was go swim with the dolphins. And then they let off a fire extinguisher in the shark enclosure. And then their last task of the night was to steal a seven-year-old fairy penguin named Dirk. Not Dirk. Not Dirk. So, like I said, you know, like we started, the couple woke up the next morning, they were hungover, and Dirk was in their apartment. But they decided, you know what, we we have him, we're just going to try to take care of him. So, they tried to take care of him. They tried feeding him, they put him in the shower with them to try to give him a bath. I don't know why that was their first thought, is this penguin needs a bath. <laughs> Maybe he has fleas. <laughs> I mean, I already, I always feel better after a bath, you know, after a night of hard drinking. Yeah, Can't say the same for a penguin, but I feel like <laughs> maybe. Uh, but, you know, the couple didn't do a great job of trying to take care of Dirk, so they decided that they were going to have to let Dirk go. So they thought it would be a good idea to take him and release him into a canal. But luckily, the couple was spotted by some locals, and the locals called the police. Uh, the couple ended up being caught, and they were fined 1000 Australian dollars. Now, when I read that again today, I was like, I don't really know what that means. But just know they were given a fine, and they got this, they each got the fine by a magistrate. And the magistrate told the couple that their actions were very immature and stupid. But the magistrate recognized that there was no true malice involved. Uh, they said to the couple, Quote, you could have found yourselves in a morgue if you had gone into the wrong enclosure. Perhaps next time you're at a party, you will consider drinking a little less vodka. Now, if you're curious as to what happened to Dirk, no worries. He was rescued and returned to SeaWorld unharmed, and he was reunited with his partner, Peaches. Which is so sweet. Because don't penguins mate for life? I believe so. So, yeah. I know that the men, like, take care of the eggs. Mm-hmm. I know that from now, Happy Feet. I, I also know that from Happy Feet. Now, my thought process is, all I can think of is, it must be really freaking easy to break into SeaWorld. Yeah. Because this is not the first time someone has broken into a SeaWorld. Yeah, I guess they don't have, uh, you know, maybe they got better security now, but I, obviously it ain't that hard because people be doing it all the time. Yeah, if you ever watched the documentary Blackfish, oh, there sorry. is a man who breaks into SeaWorld and decides to swim with the killer whale. And right. obviously Tillicum was not happy about that. And, uh, well... He killed him. Yeah. You know how I feel about Blackfish. I need to watch it again. One day when I'm feeling extra sad, I'm just going to rewatch Blackfish. It is very sad. But that's what I was thinking. The judge is completely correct. Oh, yeah. Had they, like, been like, hey, let's jump in. Like, had they, I mean, to be fair, they also could have gotten fucked up by dolphins. Dolphins are wild. 
they do be wild. Have they jumped into the whale enclosure? Ooh, it could have been bad. Yeah, and like what they sprayed some fire extinguisher into the shark enclosure, but they have got in there with them, then they would have been goners. But after the incident, the couple wrote an apology letter to SeaWorld and to the Australian public as a whole, stating that they deeply regretted their actions of stealing Dirk the penguin. So that that was my first story, you know, kind of cute, kind of lighthearted. I guess they all are because they're dumb criminals, but here's my next. So, you know, what's so nice about the 21st century, obviously, is that you, you can call ahead anything. You want food ready to be picked up before you get to the restaurant? No problem. You want your groceries ready and picked out? You get there? No problem. Uh, you want the money you plan to steal from a bank ready to go before you get there? Well, now that's a problem. And it became a problem on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon in 2010 at the People's Bank in Fairfield slash Bridgeport, Connecticut. Sources were saying either or, um, but it was at a bank in Connecticut. And the bank there received an odd phone call. So a man had called and demanded that the bank gather up $100,000 worth of money in large bills or there would be, quote, a bloodbath. And they insisted that the bank do not put dye packs in the money. And the caller, apparently, they just wanted the cash to be ready for them when they got there. So they didn't, you know, have to cause a scene and everything by coming in and waving a gun around and stuff. Because that would just, you know, that would be a lot of hassle for everybody. So if they could please just have the money ready in the bag uh, before they get there, that would just very much be appreciated to these robbers. I mean, they ain't asking for much. Nah. And, they you said know, we don't want to. We don't want to cause a big to do. We don't want y'all getting mm-hmm. all fussed over us. No. Uh, so naturally, immediately following the call to the robber, or the call from the robber, the bank called nine one one, and the bank immediately initiated a lockdown. However, it turns out that the caller's accomplice was actually already inside the bank. So, mm. when the lockdown happened. Uh, the guy who was already in the bank was literally giving a play-by-play stating that he was, in fact, robbing the bank. Uh, the accomplice passed a note to the teller, and he was, he was able to collect some money, about $900. And, obviously, you know, they had said, please don't put any die packs in this money. So, he assumed there was no die packs. Then he politely asked, uh, if he could be (laughs) let out of the bank. But, unfortunately for him, the police had already arrived on scene. Uh, But, you know, the bank tellers allowed him to leave the bank. You know, they let him out the door. Uh, But, of course, as soon as he got into the parking lot, he encountered a police officer who told him to stop. And when the bag of cash was dropped on the ground, the dye packs exploded. Um, you know, it's unfortunate for him. He really tried. He tried to be as polite as he could while robbing this bank, and they still put dye packs in the money he was trying to take. It is so hard to get good help these days. To get good <laughs> service. I mean, you right. asked. I mean, he asked politely. I know. I know. They even called ahead to prepare them so they could have it ready and just ready to go when they got there. Um, <laughs> and you know, he was out in the parking lot. Uh, and at this point, he tried to start running. He was trying to get to the car, the getaway car, where the caller was waiting, uh, so the two could make their getaway, but both of them ended up getting arrested without incident. 
The police identified one of the suspects as a man named Albert Bailey, who was 27, and he was the caller. And the other suspect, the one that actually entered the bank, he was only 16, um, so we don't have his name, as he was a juvenile. But the pair were charged with first-degree robbery and threatening in the first degree. And it turns out that Albert Bailey was actually on probation for another bank robbery that had happened a few years before this incident, so, you know... I'm sure he got something tacked on for that. And Detective Lieutenant Michael Gagner of the Fairfield, Connecticut Police Department said the following about the incident. Quote, We were all kind of cracking up with the call-ahead aspect of it. Definitely unusual technique. Um, and that was the call-ahead bank robbery. It didn't go as well as they thought. Um, but you know, it's worth a shot. It was worth a shot. And you know what? If you don't want to cause a big hullabaloo, <laughs> as some may say, uh, when robbing a bank, not that I can do robbing a bank, I had a friend whose mom worked as a bank teller, and she said, if you want to rob a bank, all you have to do is literally write on a slip of paper, I am robbing you, and <laughs> they will just give you the money. I mean, you will get jail time for that, but it's uh, a little bit less jail time than if you, like, use a gun. So you, they have to take it as if, like, you have a bomb. They're just like, give it, they're like, oh, shit, fuck, here you go. Oh, yeah, if somebody, if I worked in any industry like that and somebody came in, even if it was against policy, if somebody came in and tried to rob me, they were like, give me all your money, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you can have all of it, I really don't care. And it don't matter if they got a gun or no gun. It don't matter. I'm going to give them everything I got because it ain't worth it. Also, especially if I'm working at the bank, the money I'm giving away, I mean, I don't get paid for that money. I don't know how the banks work, but I'm probably getting paid $10 an hour <laughs> or something. It is not worth it. Nope. Absolutely not. I have said it many, many times. If you rob me, I will give you everything. Please don't rob me. I have nothing. Um, you'll be disappointed if you rob me because I very rarely carry cash. The only oh, cash yeah, I ever yeah. carry on me is, uh, you know, maybe one or two quarters so that when I go to Aldi, I can get a grocery cart. But, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Mm -mm. The most expensive thing on my person is my engagement ring. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a little bit of money, but it ain't that much. And I don't think people are usually stealing engagement rings off a bitch's finger during a robbery. <laughs> You know, I couldn't say on that. Um, I normally have my AirPods with me, but yeah. that's just gr that's just gross. I mean, I clean my ears, but I don't steal my AirPods. That's kind of gross. No. Well, I, I don't even share AirPods with my friends, so mm -hmm. no thank mm -mm. you. Well, joke's on the robber if they try to steal my headphones. They're $20 from Walmart. Uh, y'all... God, she's so rich. Please take her now. Look, if y'all want to, I would really like actually some of the, the beats. The beats like I used to have, only they don't have the wire no more. They kind of go over your ear. I'd really like some more of those, but they are almost $300. They're, they're like twice as expensive as the ones with the wire, but they come with less shit on them. You know, the other one had a wire. Mm -hmm. This one don't got a wire. You think it'd be cheaper? I know that's not how it works. Don't come at me if y'all work in the tech industry. But still. 
It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Maybe I'll wait a couple years until they're like, you know, not as new. Anyways, I have one more story. And it's only fitting that I end up with a Florida man story, obviously. Mmm, obviously. So, it's on Monday night, October 2021. A Waffle House employee in Madison County, Florida, called 911 to report an attempted robbery. A man named Edward William Rodriguez had entered a Waffle House wearing a gray hoodie, dark jeans, a dark hat, dark hair, and he was carrying a little dog. Uh, After he came in, he started yelling, Get on the ground! Y'all are getting robbed! And he yelled this while wielding his weapon, finger guns. He told everyone that yes, he was in fact high and drunk, and then he grabbed some napkins and walked out. After the police, you know, got there, got the story, they found the robber at his home. And when they got there, he did admit to robbing the restaurant of its napkins. Rodriguez was placed under arrest and he was brought to the Madison County Jail on charges of unarmed robbery and assault. But I don't know why they said he was unarmed because he had his finger guns. So he did have his finger guns. <laughs> um, so... I had forgotten that you had said that you were doing one on the Waffle House, so I have that written. Granted, I have also, like you, have a couple of other ones written down. Uh, but the funny, the funny part about it is he takes their napkins. So the only thing I can envision is like him with finger guns, and be like, "Give me all the cash, give me all the cash." And you know, like in movies when they take all the cash out of the register and they shove it mm-hmm. in their pockets. That's how I envision it. But instead of him grabbing cash, he grabs napkins. napkins. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be honest with you, I think if I worked at the Waffle House that night, I'd have been like, I don't even think I would bother. I really I wouldn't know. have bothered. I wouldn't have called the police. The police. Like, this <laughs> is no. the least of my worries at the Waffle House in Florida. Yeah, if somebody came in and said, I'm robbing you, and then they take some napkins and walk out, I'm going to be like, okay, awesome. I would have gave this to you for free, my man. Yeah. The only other thing he could have stolen was maybe, like, some creamer packs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, let me go ahead and hit you with uh, some of my stories. Okay. So, I'm ready. I, like you, have decided to do a variety of short, little... Sorry. My upstairs neighbors. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're, like... I don't know, are they line dancing? They're like, really be stomping it in. But, they mostly do a copperhead road upstairs. Anyways, but I'm doing a variety of, you know, short little fun stories. So my sources are WRALcomplex.com, WFLA.com, New York Post, and Guardian.com. So, A 26-year-old man flying into JFK Airport from Ghana was stopped and arrested by U.S. Customs and Border Protection when it was discovered that the man was attempting to smuggle birds into the U.S. Yes, you heard me correctly. Birds. Birds. I, which is funny to me because I don't know why he thought he could get away with that because I can barely get away with, you know, taking something over four ounces onto the plane. Yeah. I had a half-used bottle of lotion that I forgot was in the bottom of my book bag that caused a stink. 
And then I remember the TSA guy was like, I'm gonna have to confiscate this. And I told him like three times. I was like, you can take it. Just let me go. And he's like, I'm gonna have to take it. And I was like, yeah, so I'm telling you, take it. Get it out of here. I didn't even know it was in there. Uh, <laughs> he was he was like, stop being difficult. You're like, I'm not being difficult. He's like, ma'am, please. I'm telling you, I have to take this is my job. And I was like, please take it. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, upon inspection, officials found that the man had 35 finches stuffed inside <laughs> plastic hair curlers. So he had taken what? these hair curlers, put a bird in there, and then on the, like, you know, on either end of the hair curler, had put, like, no. cheesecloth. Had put, oh. like, cheesecloth on either side with a little rubber band. And then he took the, the hair curler with the birds in it and had stuffed them into his jacket and pants. No. Bro, you're going to get and caught. And then got on the plane. Which is funny to me. I'm like, if I, not that I would try to, you know smuggle anything onto a plane but i feel like if i was going to try to smuggle something onto a plane i wouldn't try to like keep it on my person because i just feel like you go through so many security checkpoints whereas you know if you have it in your checked bag you might be able to get away with it unless he was worried that if you put it in his checked bag the way they handle your baggage they might all just died (laughs) that's true i have seen like member like people at the airport just absolutely throw uh-huh. suitcases just chuck them uh-huh. but the man told officials that he had been offered three thousand dollars to traffic the finches into the u.s and you may be asking that ain't Sydney, enough why i i know for fucking 35 birds are you kidding me Mm-mm. that's less than that's that's nothing it's peanuts yeah but you'd be asking me, Sydney, why on earth would someone want to smuggle finches into the U.S.? Well, I'll tell you, Taylor. Okay. Apparently, um, these finches from Ghana are very desirable because they are often used in singing competitions in parts of Brooklyn and Queens. Okay. So, in Brooklyn and Queens, in, like, local parks, these contests are held. Where two finches sing and a judge selects the bird with the best singing voice. And then the winning finch can be, you know, they just basically become very desirable. And winning finches have gone on to, like, resell for $10,000. The fuck? I don't even know if finches sang. And what makes this judge... Like, what qualifies him to make these judgment calls? Yeah, and is it like... Now, when you said a singing competition, for some reason, I pictured a person singing and the finches were, like, kind of the backup singers. (laughs) I don't know. Like, they were making the beats. They are the stars of these performances. I've never heard of that. If y'all have ever heard of this, if y'all live in, what'd you say, Brooklyn and Queens? Mm Mm-hmm. If y'all live there and y'all know about this, I'm going to need a video of these finches singing. Mm-hmm. What are the, what kind of songs do they sing? Lady Gaga covers. <laughs> I'd like to hear an Elton John yeah. cover, please. It's it's kind of like drag queens, you know, just all God. covers. Yes. God, 
if anybody's watching this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, hit me up. Tell me your favorites. Our friend Polly. Yeah, Polly, if you're listening to this. So, I told Sydney I purchased the entire season. I pre-purchased it. I've instructed our friend Polly to go watch it. I've given her my password to the website to go watch it for free. She hasn't watched it. So, I have no one to Pam. talk about it with. She's watching that Pam and Tommy. What is that what it's called? Hey, I... I am also watching Pam and Tommy, but she has no excuse uh, not to watch RuPaul's, and I'll tell you why. Because they only release one episode of Pam and Tommy each week, and it's only 30 minutes. Well, they're only releasing one episode of RuPaul's each week, so, yeah. We'll have to have a talk with her this Friday. <laughs> yeah, just take her out back and beat the shit out of her. Whoa, I didn't say that, so did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sorry. condone violence. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not the first instance of someone being charged with smuggling birds into New York City. In fact, there was another case where a man was found smuggling 29 birds. And another, now this guy was pretty ambitious, he was smuggling 70 birds. Both heck? using hair curlers. So this must just be like how you do it. Weird. It is weird. I agree. How do you keep them quiet since they love to sing so much? Do you like? Do you think they sedate them before they bring them? Probably. That's sad. I have no idea. I really don't. Because could you imagine sitting beside a person on the plane and they got singing finches coming out (laughs) of all orifices (laughs) of their body? No, because I keep my headphones on from the second I board the plane to the second I get off. Good idea. I don't, because I get scared. I gotta hear everything that's going on in case the plane's about to go down. No, I want to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I also had to include a Florida man story. Mm -hmm. I know we're shocked. But they have the best stupid crimes. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. They just grow on trees down there in Florida. Oh, yeah. So this one has to be the like a very prime example of a Florida man. So, a Florida man in Daytona Beach Shores, Florida, was accused of stealing an alligator from Congo River Golf, which is like a mini golf course. Mm-hmm. Witnesses reported seeing the 32-year-old William Hodge walking down Atlantic Avenue with the alligator. Hodge had evidently climbed into the alligator enclosure, wrestled the alligator, then stole it from the mini golf course. But the crime doesn't stop there. Hodge then attempted to throw the alligator onto the roof of a local cocktail bar by swinging it by the tail. Which could you imagine? You at the bar and you just hear the thud, (laughs) thud, thud. On a damn roof. You go outside, uh, and this crackhead is just slanging this gator. How big is the gator? Is it like a baby gator? I think it's like a midsize. Like, it's not like super small. Like, it's not like a baby, but like, yeah. it's probably like five, six foot. You know what I mean? It's big nothing too huge. Small enough to slank. <laughs> <laughs> now, when asked why he was doing this, 
Hodge told the officer he was, quote, teaching the alligator a lesson. <laughs> yes, I saw this story, but I didn't read any further. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't know if maybe uh, this man and this alligator had maybe had a past altercation. <laughs> And that uh, this was a retaliation. Um, But the poor alligator named Bubba was returned to the Congo River Golf Course and uh, is known to be doing fine. (laughs) Yes, I saw that one in my research. It caught me because it was like, man tells alligator or he's trying to teach it a lesson. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the lesson was. I hope it <laughs> sank through. I, I do mean, too. if not, I guess, I guess someone's gonna have to kidnap this alligator again just to make sure the message gets across. Yeah, I'd like to know the backstory of this man who slang the alligator. Like, when he was a small child, did he get terrorized by an alligator, and so he had to teach this alligator a lesson? I really couldn't say. Maybe... He had been golfing at that putt-putt golf course earlier in the week. <laughs> maybe the ball, like his golf ball, fell into the water. And perhaps maybe the alligator ate it. Yeah. Causing him to lose the game. I don't know. Maybe the alligator taunted him for his terrible swing. Um, mm. That's got to be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it, it all reminds me of, um, like, have you seen Happy Gilmore? Yes. Where he, the alligator, like, what did it take his arm or something like that? Yeah, it took something. It took something. And then uh, Happy Gilmore ends up uh, killing the alligator, beheading it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Poor alligators get a bad rap. Now, if I see yeah. one, I'm out of there. I ain't teaching it a lesson. It can teach me a lesson. And my lesson is to get the fuck up out of here. That's fair enough. You're not going to post up? No, I will not. I'm not going to post up to anyone or anything, I'm going to be honest. I'll just go ahead and tell you all that right now. Like, I told Brandon, the only time I'll ever post up is probably in defense of my children at some point in my life. And uh, I ain't ready to do that now. I won't post up for myself. I'm going to be running. And honestly, when I do have kids, I'll just scoop them things up and we running. We gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Now, my final stupid criminal. Mm-hmm. He, uh, is a little more true crimey, which oh. I found interesting. But, you know, it's me. I'm gonna take any opportunity to make this true crime. If yeah, you're, Make uh, it dark and horrible. Fine, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so... Polish officer Christian Bala, I believe is how you pronounce it, was arrested for the murder of a gentleman after writing about it in one of his novels. Nearly seven years before the arrest, businessman Darius Janazikiski, I am not going to pretend that I pronounced that correctly. These are Polish names. Yeah. Hard. Too many consonants. So he, not enough vowels. Yep. A lot of N's, Z's for no damn reason. Mm -hmm. So, 
He was reported missing. And the mor- the murder was known to be one of the most gruesome Poland had ever seen in years. Mm-hmm. With the victim having been stripped almost naked and tortured, his wrist had been bound behind his back and a noose was found around his neck before he was dumped into a river in the southwest part of Poland, where his body was then found by fishermen in December 2000, after being missing for almost four weeks. Mm-hmm. So... After six months of investigating, the case was then dropped, but it remained untouched for about five years. Now, Bala released Amok, which is the novel, in 2003, which was a gory book, which most of his books are pretty gory. They were, um, the, the genre is pop, like pulp fiction, like just like mm-hmm. very gory, very violent. So the book was about sadist and the murder of a young woman. And details in the book match those of the murder that had taken place almost exactly. Mm. So Bala was arrested in 2005 after authorities received a tip-off about the novel, but was released three days after for insufficient evidence. But he was then re-arrested after more evidence was discovered. Police found that Bala had known the victim and had called him around the same time that he had been known to disappear. He then later sold the victim's cell phone on the internet just a few days after the murder. It is believed that Bala basically found out, which this is kind of stupid. So, Bala believed that the victim had been having an affair with his ex-wife, leading him to commit the murder. Which, to me, is a very, like, O.J. Simpson type, where she's your ex-wife. Yeah. Leave her alone. If she... It's not an affair. It's not a fucking affair. If you ain't Mm -hmm. together, it's not a fucking affair. If you ain't together, it ain't an affair. It's just a relationship. Hello? Hello? Yeah. So, that is how he got caught. He basically wrote about it, released it, became a bestseller, and officials ended up being like, hmm, hmm. And then someone tipped him off and was like, hey, maybe you should read this. And they were like, okay. And they read it. They were like, hmm. Seems very specific. Yeah, that's a real dumb criminal. What the hell? I mean, I'm glad he did that, so he got caught, but... He really think he gonna get away with it? It's like, uh, you know, somebody trying to plagiarize but do a terrible job at it. You think he could at least yes. make it, like, not exactly what happened? Maybe he's just not a very good writer, so he he couldn't even he couldn't come even up think. with a fake story. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have to base this off of uh, real life. Ex- yeah. Just gonna have to say it exactly as it happened and hope nobody nobody notices. This is a non-fiction book. Dummy. Yeah, but that was my last story of my dumb cremo. I tried to keep it not too too dark, but thank you. It was interesting, and this is a tr- this is a a true crime podcast. It is. It is partially a true crime podcast, along with all the other things. But thank you. Honestly, I was going to try to find like a 
Now, get this. I didn't do this, and honestly, now I probably could have done this. I was, like, this close, and if anybody, Sydney can see my fingers, they're very close together, to doing BTK for this. Because Mm. if you know how we got caught, it was, it is the dumbest shit. Like, the way he got caught, it cracks me the hell up. But I was like, as... Sydney knows. He's not my favorite serial killer, but it's just one that has, it stuck with me from the moment I heard it. It just stuck with me. Um, but I just, I couldn't commit yet. One day I will, but I've got to give a lot, of, I've got to give a lot of energy to it and I just didn't have it. But yeah, so I almost made it really dark, but I didn't. I decided to go with the penguin story. Yeah, I appreciate you not going too dark. BTK <laughs> is very dark. Save yes. that for a save that for a rainy day. Yeah, I will. I just need to start like working on the notes like gradually when I have the time, and then just bring it out one day. Mm-hmm. And you know, and some people have strong opinions to where they hate him. They think he's the stupidest, dumbest serial killer ever, and I get it. Um, but when I listen, I listen to true crime garages like. It's like a four or five part series on it. And I was on the way to the beach. I was living by myself for the first time. All alone, five hours away from my family. And if you kind of know the story, you know, he like sneaks into people's apartments and like will wait for them. So it just, it fucked me up. And it continues to do so till this day. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I live in a fairly safe area and I still am like, someone's going to come and kill me. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, like, Tex, he's should be able to protect me, but who knows? But, anyways. Nah, he'll be too scared. Probably. Honestly, one little swift kick to the butt by a burglar, and he's probably just going and hiding in the corner. <laughs> but next um, week... Was that what you were going to say? Yeah, what's our theme for next week, Taylor? Our theme for next week is catfishing crimes. Ooh. Yeah. Again, a more light like a little more lighthearted topic. Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. Let's Unless see what we come murder. Find. I do know that there are some that result in a murder. Hey, maybe I'll just retell one single episode of Catfish the TV show. Just kidding. They have their own podcast now. I actually listen I listen to it every week actually pretty good i just like catfish so i like to listen to it in a podcast form too my favorite episode is when the girl gets catfished because she called someone a, or no the guy gets catfished because he called the girl a fat kelly price <laughs> no yeah that's a so good show watch, watch out who you fat shame you never know uh-huh. if a bitch got time and before anybody comes at us, I do know that people have, I don't know if Neve is problematic. He may be, but let's be honest, everybody is. And I still enjoy the trashy nature of it all. So I'm just going to put that out um, there. I love trashy reality TV. Oh. Um, I have recently started rewatching Fear Factor. Oh, and yeah. I don't think as a child, like, it did not click to me that the host of Fear Factor was Joe Rogan. 
Me either. Yes. Me and that Brandon Joe started. Logan. Yes. Me and Brandon started watching it like a while ago. I just was turning it on. And I used to watch it all the time as a little kid. And then he was like, I'm Joe Rogan. And I looked at Brandon. I was like, you mean the Joe Rogan? He was like, yeah, obviously. And I was like, no, not obviously. I had no idea. <laughs> Mostly because he he looks completely different. His voice sounds different. Yeah, these are not the same people. No, I have no idea. Something something happened along the way, um, but I refuse to accept that they are the same person. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah, I agree. I felt the same way. But um. Let's see. What can you all do for us? You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can join our Facebook page, follow our TikTok. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because that would be incredible. Um, you know, it helps us out, algorithms and whatnot. You can also rate us on Spotify now. You can't, like, give a review, but I think you can just give, like, five stars. So that would be fun. It's real easy. You just got to click it, and then there it is. So, Thanks. Um, also send positive vibes into the universe that my throat will be feeling better so you don't have to listen mm-hmm. to this muffled voice next week. You can maybe listen to my regular voice. Mm-hmm. Her just piercing regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like I have something in my mouth and I promise I don't. I'm actually, uh, I have less things in my mouth than I normally do. No tonsils. Well, hey, I told at least now you won't have to worry about having any throat issues from now on out. You're sm- smooth sailing. We're almost out. Of, we're almost out of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. Almost. But uh, thanks for listening. Um, join us next week for catfishing crimes, and most importantly, stay weird. Goodbye. Goodbye.